Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It's a lot more fun when you overcome <laughs> than when you are overcome. It's a lot more fun being a victor than a victim. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of bad things going on in the world, and all of us have had things to deal with and issues. But the Lord tells us that the greater one lives inside of us. And so the, His will and plan is for us to triumph over every adversity, every adversity, for us to overcome every challenge and issue and win and win and win so that he always causes us to triumph. Somebody said out loud, I win. And then I win. And then I win some more. He always causes me to triumph. Hallelujah. And our part of that is our faith and the obedience of faith. Because the scripture says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom, and let's believe for uh, that which would uh, correct or add to us just what we need so that we rise higher and stronger in our faith in Him. Father, we thank you so much. Everything you've already done for us, sustaining us, getting us to this place. And we ask you today for the utterance and anointing. You know what everybody everywhere is dealing with and where we're all at. And you know exactly what we need to hear and see and know and say and do. So we ask for it. Give us this day our daily spiritual food and bread. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Would you look please in our great textbook, the Bible, to the gospel account of John and the fifth chapter, John 5. Now, for some time here in faith school, we've been on the subject of faith for healing. And we, what we're doing is taking one by one the individual cases of healing that are recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There are about 20 of these, and we're down to uh, number 15 today, and it is the healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda. And it's only recorded here in the fifth chapter of John, so let's begin reading here in the first verse. It says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. 
In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said to him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. We know what's coming next, right? Because we've seen this before. Uh, the religious leaders of the Jews and the scribes and the Pharisees taking Jesus to task about doing something on the Sabbath day. And we realize that we talked about this before. Uh, he's doing it on purpose. The Father's directing him to do it on that day instead of a day earlier or a day later. Because it's um, it reveals that these things are available to us not through works, but through the rest of faith. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to know you don't have to work and earn things that you can't get, but that He's already got them, bought them, paid for them, given them to us freely, and all we need to do is receive it and rest in it. Now we see a, uh, and actually a, a sign of healing on this instance. Um, as we've mentioned before, looking in these previous 14 before this, most of them, like 90% of them, uh, you'll see Jesus saying, your faith has made you whole. According to your faith, be it unto you, as you have believed. But not here. You don't, you don't hear uh, the Lord saying, you know, as you believed. You don't, you don't hear uh, him saying about receiving by faith. And you don't hear anything about his faith making him whole. This was a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And this is a special thing. And you'll see that uh, I use that word advisedly. It's a Bible word. And... Um, you see the whole context of this with this uh, angelic manifestation and this pool. These are special things. These are signs. These are wonders. And we want to be stirred up about this because God still does signs and wonders. Hallelujah. God still does special things. Say it out loud. God still does. God still does. Special things. Special things. Special things. Notice in the beginning of the passage here, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. If you, if you look at the scriptures in the Old Testament, you'll find that the Lord required them to come to Jerusalem at least three times a year 
uh, for these festivals and these feasts. And so Jesus is doing that. And it tells us there is at Jerusalem uh, by the sheep uh, market, or actually uh, the margin says gate, sheep gate, a pool. And this is a, um, a pond. Um, one writer, I don't know where they got their information from, but they talked, they talked about it being 50-something feet long. But I don't know. It's obviously a sizable, we, we'd call it a pond or a pool, and it tells us that there are five porches, and uh, the Amplified says it like this, there is in Jerusalem a pool near the sheep gate, this pool in Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porches, or alcoves, or colonnades, so there apparently were covered areas, and there were five of them, and they were large. And it said, in these, in these five covered areas around this pool, were a great number of sick people, not just three or four or or 10 or 20, a great number. So uh, I suppose at least hundreds of people out here all around this pool. And some blind, some crippled, some paralyzed, and the Amplified adds shriveled up, and it describes that all of these people had serious problems that rendered many of them immobile, incapable, restricted, and there's hundreds of them around here. Uh, And so why are they all out here around this pool? Well, it tells you. It says in in verse 4, let's look again. It says, for an angel went down. (laughs) Everybody say angel. Angel. You know, there is a lot in the Word of God about angels. Hundreds of references to angels. The word angel literally means messenger. Angels are God's messengers. Uh, and they, they bring messages from God and <coughs> communicate messages, but they do more than that. They accomplish assignments that they are sent to do. They are, they are also sent ones. And so it said an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. So obviously they didn't know when this was going to happen. <coughs> Excuse me, or they wouldn't have been there all the time. And it's interesting in that whoever was the first one in after the angel troubled the water, they were made whole, didn't make any difference what was wrong with them or how incurable their case was considered to be or how long they'd been that way, they were made whole of whatever disease they had. Now, I know, you know, some folks don't believe that. You know, they think, well, that's just, that's a, uh, some kind of a fairy tale thing. Well, no, the Bible says it happened. So you either believe the Bible or you don't. And, uh, you know, the scripture said even in, in those days, 
there were the Pharisees who were a, a big group of the religious folks there. And then there were the Sadducees. And the Sadducees didn't believe in angels or spirits uh, or life after death. And, uh, you know, I've thought, well, why do you want to go to a church like that? <laughs> what's, what's the upside? <laughs> but uh, but um, the uh, Pharisees acknowledged and believed in spirits and angels and uh, life after death. And so um, if you believe the Bible, then you believe in God, who is spirit and the father of spirits. And you also must believe in the rest of what the Bible says, that there are angelic spirits. And apparently there are more than one kind of these angelic beings. There are seraphim, there are cherubim, there are different kinds. And most of this we don't know about. And um, the Lord hadn't revealed most of it to us because that's not what we need to know right now. We're in a very uh, specific and a very brief part of our existence in uh, making choices of faith and learning and developing faith in Him. But um, we're going to find out that there's a whole big realm. Sometimes people stare up into the night sky and go, man, I wonder if there's life out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always has been. But it's not the sci-fi alien mentality that some folks have uh, but angels are not human, and they're not Terran. They're not from earth, but they are the creation of God. And there are his angels, and then the Bible talks about the devil and his angels. So there are evil and bad ones. But apparently, the Lord sent an angel to go down to this pool and it was at what we would think of as random times and trouble the water. Now, how he, how he did that, I don't know. The Bible said the angels, God's angels are, are mighty in power. So maybe he just stuck his toe in. <laughs> or, or maybe he you know, moved his hand through. Or if he was a winged creature, he stuck his wing through. But anyway... Uh, you know, apparently on a, most days, it's just a pond, a pool, and so it's probably relatively calm. But when they saw and heard a splash and a ripple, and there's nothing you can see causing the splash, then there was a rush, a rush, you know, it would have been a sight to see because there would have been people probably exclaiming and the water's moving and I see it and, and, and rushing. And so there would have been a lot of people trying to jump in the pool at exactly the same time. And, um, you know, you wouldn't be able to observe exactly who got in first necessarily, but the Lord knows. And the first one in got instantly and completely totally healed. If that hadn't happened, then why would they be there? 
And why would they keep coming back? And there's some, uh, uh, some translations that don't include that uh, fourth verse. And they say, well, that's not uh, in the most authentic uh, manuscripts. But um, if you look down at the verse 7 uh, that they agree that is, he's talking about stepping down into the pool and being the first one. So it, it, something had to be happening or they wouldn't be around the pool. Why is this recorded for us? God does special things. Hallelujah. Special things, and He always has, and He always will. And we won't know about all the things God does. We're told, if you go through and read, um, that there were many signs and wonders done uh, in Jesus' ministry, and then also in the book of Acts, that are not recorded. We're told they happened, but we're not told what they were. Listen to, to some of them. The scripture said in uh, John 20, 30, you don't have to turn there, but just listen. John 20, 30, it said, Many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in the book. There's a lot of things happened. And I'm sure that many of them, we would go, whoa, <laughs> yikes, whoo, look at that. Oh, that's amazing. It was a sign. It was a wonder, but it's not recorded. And in the book of Acts, you'll, you'll hear that repeatedly. Acts 2.43, it says, fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. We're not told what they were. Acts 5.12, it says, By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Everybody say, many signs. Many signs. And many wonders. Many wonders. Well, what is a, a sign? Well, a sign literally means a signal or like a flag. Or we know what a sign is today. We've got signs on the roadside, right? What's a sign? A sign gets your attention. What's a wonder? That's easy too. Makes you wonder. <laughs> right? You, you, go, <laughs> you go, hmm, that's amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, obviously, and you can see from the spiritual leadership that Jesus, that this confronting Jesus and actually hating him, that they have gotten away from God. And they had a covenant of healing with God, right? And in Exodus, he said, I am the Lord that heals you. Didn't he say that? Well, he hadn't changed. They still had a covenant of healing with God, but they're not walking in it. And they're not walking in their parts. And so they're not seeing the parts he wants manifest. But he does something special to remind them hey, I'm here. <laughs> I'm still in the healing business. I'm, I'm real. The power's real. God's will is still healing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and he doesn't change in that regard. If he didn't care, if God didn't care whether people are sick and diseased or not, he wouldn't 
do these kind of things. And Jesus wouldn't have given as much time as he did in his ministry, ministering to people. And he wouldn't tell us that it's the signs that's supposed to follow us. And he wouldn't talk about everything from laying on of hands to gifts of healings to working of miracles to special faith. I mean, the Lord has provided the prayer of agreement uh, laying on of hands and anointing of oil. I mean, the Lord has provided a number of different ways for it to happen for us to receive. He must really want it to happen. Come on, can you see that? Contrary to what some, some people have left the idea, well, you know, God doesn't really care. He's so far away. He created all this. He gave it a spin, but he hardly notices it. Not true. I said not true. The scripture even says Jesus, our high priest, he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities, our weaknesses. He cares when we hurt. And he has gone to great lengths to do something about it. Hallelujah. He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses. He carried our pains. And with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. Said out loud, healing. Healing is, is God's will, God's will for, all. for all. Say it again. Healing, Healing is, is God's will, God's will for, me. for me. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. And so even when peoples get completely away from God and forget about God, and what I mean by that, and this is the, this way through the earth today, their peoples who their forefathers forsook God 10 generations ago. And now all their, their, their parents, their grandparents, great-grandparents have known have been either nothing, uh, human uh, secularism or false idol worship or whatever. And yet God wants them to know, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. I still care. Healing is still my will. Deliverance is still my will. And he will do and he does and is doing in the earth. And I'm uh, believing for more of it, to see and hear more of it. Signs and wonders to his glory that reveal his reality and his goodness. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Hallelujah. And so this is like a, what is a, a sign? What is a wonder? It's, I know this is not the best language, but it's kind of like a, a free sample. <laughs> Again, I said, that, that's not the best term. What do you mean? This man didn't even have to believe for this. And that he received through Jesus and all these people that are receiving one at a time through this special manifestation, all they got to do is get in the pool. Nothing said about their faith. You might say, well, it took faith to get in. Mm, they're seeing something. Can you see that? Uh, they're seeing something. They're hearing the splash. They're seeing the movement. They know it's not just natural, but then they're moving when they see it. And then a miracle's happening. A miracle's happening. So uh, many signs and wonders uh, were done in the ministry of Jesus, uh, were done 
in the book of Acts. And we'll see, go with me if you would over to Acts, the 19th chapter, and notice this, because it describes, it gives the word that I've been using. Acts 19, Acts 19, 11 says, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. That's where I got that word special. Now the Amplified brings out, and other translations too, instead of saying special, uh, it says extraordinary. Others say unusual. Others say amazing. So uh, something that to me is interesting to note is that if you've got unusual miracles, then you must have normal miracles. <laughs> yeah. I take both of them. <laughs> you have miracles that are more uh, common, which is kind of hard to say about a miracle that is common, and yet there are miracles, uh, signs, manifestations of power that are unusual. They are extraordinary. This is exciting because it's real. God does unusual things. God does things that nobody thought about. He does. He does it on purpose. And anybody that popped up and said, yeah, I saw that coming would be lying because they did not. Nobody thought about that. And he does it that way on purpose so that people realize that had to be God, man. That had to be God. Unusual, extraordinary miracles. And in this case, it says, now, now we know about this, but we learned it from here. Prior to that, this hadn't been heard of that from his body were brought to the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. We also know in Acts 5, 14 and 15, Acts 5, 14, believers were added to the Lord insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Now that's unusual. And there came also a multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. That makes you wonder, yeah. right? <laughs> Peter walks by and his shadow, when it would come across somebody, they'd be healed. Well, see, the pool being stirred is no more out of the ordinary than that. God used to do unusual things. How many believe he still does unusual things? God used to do signs and wonders that were out of the ordinary, that people thought strange and unusual, but amazing. He used to do it. Huh? What do you think, class? He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. He still does miracles today. Pray it out loud. Lord, stretch forth your hand to do signs and wonders and miracles to your glory, to the glory of Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Praise God. Well, our time's up today. As you can see, we're just introducing this. Come back tomorrow. We'll see you again soon here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.